Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Lost in a memorable NFL Week 3 is that some people in the league went through hell this weekend. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. All right, I want to set the scene here. I would be despondent if today Howard Stern, who... I mean, depending on what your your preference is in terms of radio personality. But Howard Stern, I think we can all agree in this room, right? Like Howard Stern, whether you love him or hate him, he is the pinnacle of, of radio broadcast. He set a standard. He is still the most popular name in the United States of America when it comes to radio provocative and or hate. I don't know. I'm big on Alex Jones. <laughs> He's not radio. That's uh, podcasting. <laughs> and I'm that's a big Craig Carton guy. Oh, okay, you're a big Carton guy? All right, yeah. fine. Fine. Then we'll just use hypotheticals across the board. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's Howard Stern. For Theo, it's Alex Jones. For, uh, for Stone, it's Craig Carton. If any of those names I just mentioned today went onto their platform, Howard Stern, Sirius XM, Craig Carton, um, FS1, uh, Alex Jones, uh, Prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I and 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 they sit down and they say that guy if Howard Stern said that guy Ken Lavica first I'd be like oh my god he knows who I am he said my name and he is an abomination he's terrible he's awful I would feel just miserable Mm -hmm. it would be a huge blow to what is my increasingly large ego uh, deflating is the best way that I would use, uh, best word I could use to describe how I would feel after that. Uh, Alex Jones, apparently Theo, same thing. Uh, if, if Craig Carton uh, jumped onto FS1 and in between uh, talking betting lines uh, and proclaiming himself uh, God's gift to, uh, to, to broadcasting, he said, Stone Labanowitz, that guy is flat out trash. Oh. Stone would be sad and it wouldn't feel good about it. I present to you yesterday on our sister station, ESPN New York, the Michael K Show, Joe Namath, Broadway Joe. And Theo, you've talked to Broadway Joe a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah, man. We go way back, dog. We uh, did some Super Bowl predictions together ahead of uh, Chiefs-Eagles. All kind of stuff, man. Good guy. Uh, who is our friend, uh, the reporter at WPTV? Um, current. Yeah. Uh, Brianna Nesprov? Yeah, Brianna yes. Nesprov. I remember when she went to go talk with Joe Namath and he had some choice words for Russia oh, uh, about a year and a half I ago. That one. Geopolitical Joe Namath. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I want to hear about the Russia-Ukraine conflict, I go straight to Broadway Joe. <laughs> that man is versatile. Joe Namath. Joe Namath on ESPN New York yesterday talking about Zach Wilson. And I want all of you to put yourself in the shoes of Zach Wilson your profession, whoever is the best at at your profession, if you're a lawyer, I suppose it's Matlock. If uh, you're a contractor, uh, MacGyver. Uh, I don't know. Mm. But those people just absolutely trash you. Listen to this from Joe Namath. How can a coach make things better for Zach? How can a coach say the locker room's together? How many teams have we been on? Are you telling me there aren't some cats on the defensive side saying, whoa, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's not all harmony in the locker room. And if there is, they need to get rid of the people. You got to get people in there that are competitors and want to fight to win. These guys don't have to be in love with each other. And if, they, if they're saying they're in love with each other, they're BSing you. And you got to get rid of them, top to bottom. What would you, if you, if somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, okay, Joe, make him better, what Uh-oh. would you do? Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. <laughs> I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, 
but I don't believe what's going on up there. Oh boy. That's so, so mean. That was so mean. Joe. I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. Joe Namath, who is still to this day the most popular, most well-known New York Jet. He is the most beloved New York Jet. Zach Wilson, who I'm sure already not feeling great about himself. Oh, it's been man. a tough go of it. He spun himself to the ground to take a sack on Sunday in a loss to uh, package pounder himself, Mac Jones, uh, and the New England Patriots. Uh I'm sure that he already was was feeling down. And then Joe Namath comes in from the top rope on ESPN New York and says, ah, center to Kansas City. Maybe he'll learn something. I've seen enough about Zach Wilson. He doesn't have anything going on up there. I mean, Zach Wilson is going through hell Ooh. right now. Hell. The, the worst part about this is um, it's funny because, like, Joe Namath in this era – I mean, I mean, is Zach? Will, I mean, I I know Joe Namath was great. He was legendary. You can make the argument, and I don't want to. <laughs> Joe Namath is a proud, proud resident of yes. Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and I don't want to uh, anger a ton of people. And maybe I will, but um, Joe Namath objectively has one of the weaker yes. Hall of Fame. Resume. He wasn't necessarily out there just ripping it up. Like, I mean, he had some amazing moments. He is the greatest. But jet. damn it, his chest hair was sexy. And that just, man was sex appeal oozing. It, I mean, that's the thing. And, and sometimes all of that, all encompassing, can can add to your allure, can add to your uh, legacy. I mean, he's a folk hero. Let's not yes. make. Let's not mince words, though. Uh, numbers and resume aside, the man's a folk hero. He's a Jets legend. He is the Jets legend. It's Mark Gastineau, and it's. It's Broadway Joe. Yes. Those are your two Jets legends and maybe a sprinkle in some Ken O'Brien. But to get burned down by that guy as Zach Wilson, that that does have to definitely hurt. And and beyond that, um, it's just as funny to me because it's like, what do you what if Joe Namath actually like broke down exactly how he would fix Zach Wilson? I would have been thoroughly impressed. Yeah. Even though this guy's a Hall no, of Fame quarterback, was, like I'm not expecting that out of Joe Namath anyway. Ship him, ship him to Kansas yeah. City. <laughs> I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. Like it was it was set up Stone for for Michael K set up Joe Namath to say, "Well, you got to sit him down." I'm trying to do like a Joe Namath like charmy. You got to sit him down and you got to explain to him the game. You got to lift his spirits. You got to give him confidence. You got to put him in a position to succeed. It's a tough place there at New York Jets. But that defense, you got to say to yourself, I believe, I believe I can make this work. And I am going back to what made me successful in college. And I can lead the Jets to victory. There's my Joe Namath impression. I think I can one up the Joe Namath. Come on, man. You got to give the kid the ball. You give him weapons on the outside, okay? That's a, that's a that was name. actually a better yeah. Joe Namath than me. Come on. He says man a lot. Man. That was very good. Yeah. I actually, I like the new segment um, uh, on Ken Levick Alive. Black men impersonate old white guys. Yes. That starts today yes. right here on ESPN 106.3. Call it if you're a black man. <laughs> impersonate a notable old white man. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. But he set the table, Stone, for Joe Namath to, to hey, here's how, here's how I would handle it. And Joe Namath's response is, Ship him halfway across the country. I'm done with him. I mean, Zach Wilson is absolutely in hell. I mean, if you're Zach Wilson, it's one thing, right? Because you're used to criticism. For me, my mind goes to Zach Wilson's dad, right? Who used to watch Joe Namath play, who knows Joe Namath. And he's like, oh, yeah, here comes Joe Namath talking about my son. And for him to say, let's just ship him off. That's where where I think it's worse. But also, what a sad day it's become... Not sports radio and national media, but like the fact that we don't expect Joe Namath to talk any football when you bring him on and ask him a football question, I think is sad. Yep. Hey, Joe, what would you do with Zach Wilson? Well, I'd ship him off. It's like, well, no, we asked you what you would do if you could, you know, help him become a better quarterback. It's sad. Here's Joe the, Namath, though. But, but here's the It's problem. pathetic. Do, Joe Namath doesn't have any answers. He has no idea. Put him in yeah, a wooden like, box that says fragile and <laughs> ship him off FedEx. I don't know X's and O's how to fix Zach Wilson because he's clearly not seen anything down the field. But you're not Joe Namath. He has zero pocket presence, uh, and his confidence is below the the level of my shoe right now on this carpeted floor here at ESPN West Palm. So Joe Namath, I mean, he's also an entertainer. 
I don't know if there's an X's and O's thing to help him other than run the triple option. Like, I don't know how to help Zach Wilson. Joe Namath clearly doesn't know how to help <laughs> Zach Wilson. I, the Daniel Hackett is clueless. It, it's uh, Well, we knew that. <laughs> this is just a lost cause across the board, and I feel like now the Jets have to do something. Like, listen, Zach Wilson took took this question, and he's trying to act mature, but you can tell he's broken. This is him after the loss to, uh, to, to dirty, dirty, dirty Mac Jones and the New England Patriots on Sunday. What would you say to Jet fans? You heard a lot of boos today. What would you say to them? Yeah, keep believing, man. You know, I truly believe we got the guys. We're going to keep doing everything we can to get better. Um, we understand the frustrations. It's not, not fun to go three and out. It's not fun to, to not establish drives and play football and score touchdowns. Like, we understand that. And so, you know, we're doing everything we can. We're going to get better. I mean, I feel... I. I'm going to say this. Stone, I want you to mark it. I want you to commit it to memory. I want you to take this as a memento of this show, what I'm about to do. I feel bad for Zach Wilson. He's getting the obligatory, what would you tell Jets fans questions? And he knows, and everyone knows, that everybody's pointing the finger at him. This is a guy who thought he was going to be able to kick his feet up all year. Basically, spend the 2023 season in NFL Club Med. He's got a Hall of Famer in front of him. Everybody loves the Hall of Famer. The Hall of Famers just whipping footballs all over the place. A, a Jets renaissance. And you can take the, oh, man, Zach Wilson, he's learning from Aaron Rodgers. Learning, learning, lessons handed down. And it was going to be great for Zach Wilson. Now, all of a sudden, four plays, he's back in. And he wasn't ready. And now everybody hates him again. And he's the punchline again. You've got Joe Namath sitting in South Florida saying, get rid of this dude. Send him to Kansas City. I don't want to see him anymore. Like Joe Namath flat out said, I'm done with him. I'm done. I mean, it's got to be the lowest of low feelings. This weekend, the NFL entity going through the most hell, Zach Wilson. It's a good point. It's a good point. I have a quarterback from Zach Wilson's same class, though, that I feel like is going through more hell. Which yeah. it, I don't know if it's possible, but it's. Would you uh, just you know go with me here? I'll, I'll I'll indulge you. Yes. All right. Justin Fields. Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears. It's bad, by the way, when you hear a name and Stone. <laughs> Stone in my initial reaction, and this is from the subconscious. It is involuntary, is laughter. You hear Justin Fields' name, and it immediately elicits laughter. That is not good. Well, because what happened on Sunday was uh, was pretty much a joke out of the Chicago Bears franchise, and uh, specifically with the offense. Let's just look at it from a, from a macro sense, right? You're Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You're the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. All right, historically speaking, that's hell itself. <laughs> yes, like, yes, that is the deep death uh, seventh level yeah. of hell. You're shaking hands with Satan. Yeah. All right, so not only are you there, all right, before the season, we come in with all of this MVP talk, all of this hype because you brought in DJ Moore. Apparently, you're going to be developed as a passer, and you get out onto the field. You're now 0-3. You were down 30 points, so you're thinking that you're going to be throwing the ball all over the field at that point. He had less than 100 passing yards in a game that he trailed the whole entire game. For Justin Fields, who has a number one option in DJ Moore, but when you look at DJ Moore, okay, number one option, okay, we got Justin Jefferson, we got guys with uh, people like Jamar Chase. DJ Moore already caught, by the way, on on audio, on video, on film, week two of the NFL season, agreeing with a former teammate in Tampa, hey, they're not using you right, and DJ Moore goes, hey, 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 man, I know. Tell me about it. That's Tell a week me about and a half it. In. Like, that was week two. That's a week and a half in, and he's already like, yeah, it's it's cooked out here in Chicago. <laughs> you look to the sideline, you're like, okay, well, at least maybe I got some help from the coaching staff. At least I got, okay, my defensive coordinator, his house got raided by the FBI. Allegedly. Allegedly. And he's gone. My offensive genius on the sideline, his name is Matt Eberflus. <laughs> and I, I don't know what you're doing with that and how you're developing as a passer. And then you're like, okay, well, if you're Justin Fields, at least you know because you were a high draft pick, your position is secure. Mm-hmm. You'll get the bag down the line. They're going to have to pay for you to be the franchise quarterback. Well, you look at the college football game, there's like 10 guys right now in the Pac-12 alone that might be a better quarterback than you right now. Show me a panics. 
Of course. Panics me if I'm the Chicago Bears. Right? And then you're like, well, well, okay, well, if I'm Justin Fields, at least I can play well enough this year. The ball is in my court. I can rock out, balls to the wall, uh, run my tail off, throw the ball to the right guys, win enough games to where they won't draft the number one quarterback. And I don't care if Justin Fields musters all of his strength and confidence up all in one and goes out there and takes the field and 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 seizes the day for the Bears and they win seven games. That would be a successful campaign. If the Bears can win seven games, can you're like, okay, he did well for himself. I, I would agree. And that feels like a, a major miracle at this point. It's a lofty goal. Like this, this, this sort of uh, the Bears winning seven games in 2023 is turning water into wine. Guess what? Even if Justin Fields does that, does the miraculous, wins seven games for the Chicago Bears, guess who's still going to have a top five pick? The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears because the Carolina Panthers. So you can't escape it. Are out here starting Andy Dalton faking an injury with their quarterback because they know they're going to stink all year and they don't want to ruin the confidence of Bryce Young. If you're Justin Fields, you're in a lose, lose, lose. You trot yourself out there to try to play balls to the wall. You likely either get yourself hurt trying to scramble for yards or you win enough games mm-hmm. for them to have a 10th or 12th uh, you know, overall pick, but they're still going to top five pick with the Panthers. They're going to draft a quarterback. I don't see any way out for Justin Fields. He's in the absolute worst position of anybody in the NFL right now. And week three was really sort of the peak of that already for Justin Fields. Ugh. Who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? Who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? I can't imagine any single living, breathing organism in the NFL lower than Zach Wilson right now to a point where I feel badly for him. I feel badly for him. Uh, Theo says, it's Justin Fields. I mean, this guy, not even competitive in Kansas City, and uh, now you're facing a situation where the Bears, even if he pulls off a miracle of seven wins per se, Mm. they still might take your replacement at that position. Who in the NFL has put through the most hell in week three? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. What's wild about Justin Fieldstone is that this is a guy who in the offseason is like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a top five <laughs> best running quarterback in the history of the NFL. I mean, he was feeling himself after the season came to an end. He... uh and then, and then you listened to some of these these football talkers. I mean, there was great confidence in the the blooming rose yeah. that is Justin Fields. And and it, it, I I I will say this, and this is where I was right. God knows I'm wrong about enough. But Stone, where have I sat on Justin Fields all off season? Dumpster fire waiting to happen. Put on the damn brakes. Yeah, especially. He's a great guy, and I think he's a great analyst. But this is this is Dan Orlovsky from from this summer on the worldwide leader ESPN. This is from Get Up. Ooh. This is Dan Orlovsky on his his prediction, his expectations for Justin Fields in 2023. Yeah, Justin Fields is going to be in the MVP conversation this season. Green, oh. I said that last year, and everyone mocked it. Okay, so just to remind everybody oh, at home, the Chicago Bears year. had the number one pick. Okay, they, they were terrible last year. The only reason that they were actually in games because of Justin Fields. Fast forward to this year, their general manager, Ryan Poles, has done a couple things. Number one, this offensive line has gone from weakness to potential strength. The nope. addition of Darnell Wright, Nate nope. Davis they brought over in free nope. agency. Um, Tevin Done. Jenkins kicks inside. Number two, DJ Moore. There's, there's finally some decent talent on the outside Whoops. that he's going to have the chance to throw to. Mm-hmm. And then three, the growth that he is going to have. That Everyone continues to say, follow the Jalen Hurts model for the style. No. Oh, boy. Justin Fields' season should look a lot like what Josh Allen's second season did nope. that last half. Nope, I remember everyone talking about Josh. I think his last 11 games of his second season, All he right, went for I've like 18 touchdowns. MVP caliber season. That's Dan Orlovsky, who was on a, a, a analyst role for a Monday night football game last night. He voluntarily put out there, too, that I said this last year as mm-hmm. well, just oh, in case you guys God. forgot. Yeah, that double was crop. me. That's what you call a double crop. That was me. I did that. You got Chase Claypool actively forfeiting during games. The first game. The first, the first game, game of the season. That's how you're kicking the season. I mean, against your rival, Justin Fields. Uh, 
I mean, maybe it's a buy low for people that want to say the MVP. I mean, it can't get any worse than what it was on Sunday when they had to switch off of his game in the middle of the CBS broadcast. Four minutes into the third quarter, number one broadcast team for Fox went to Kansas City and the Bears, the defending champs, Taylor Swift in the box, and it was so uncompetitive that Fox made the decision, "Ah, let's go to the Cowboys and the Cardinals. (laughs) So Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs and Dak Prescott. (laughs) Jonathan Gannon. I, I don't, that's, I, that's the best. When he met the running back. Yeah. It, it, I don't Taxis, think it's getting any worse. Buses. And he's won a game. He's won a game. He's Jonathan Gannon has won a game. You know, against the spread are the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Uh, who in the phew, who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Can we find the Jonathan Gannon discussion with, um, uh, who was it with? Was it with? Uh, it was with a running it was back. With, I thought it was with, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't Kyler Murray. Can we find, it, it was his first day at the Cardinals facility because people are like, why Why are they making Star Wars um, sound effects here with their mouths on this radio yeah. show? What a bunch of losers. No, that was that was an impression of Jonathan Gannon <laughs> meeting his team for the first it was, time. Wasn't it Rondell Moore? I think it was Rondell Moore because uh, they were going to use him a bunch of different ways, and so he's impersonating how it would sound because there's going to be missiles and cannons. Nice. Uh, Jeff in Port St. Lucie kicks us off on the phones. Who is in the most hell in week my three, man. Jeff? My man, Ken. Well, first of all, you're all right about Justin Fields, but Dan Orlovsky is not exactly the one I go to for his comments because he did not exactly have a stellar NFL career. Decent analyst, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, how about how about them cow frauds? <laughs> I mean, they're just a lot of it on himself. And, of course, they'll use their undisciplined ethics and their coach and their injuries on that. But let's say this. The biggest fraud is Zach Wilson. Basically, Joe Namath said he went down in a crumpled heap. He didn't want to face physical contact. And the way they're talking about Zach Wilson, who obviously has no talent and only did well when he was putting pictures up of his girlfriend and his mother, (laughs) you would think that he was the one who kissed Susie Colbert. I mean... Come on, Zach. I mean, Joe, I agree with Joe. This is, but I'm more upset with the coach. I mean, Salah says that's our guy. Yeah. There are a few guys. I mean, guys like Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz don't even want to play here. I mean, you know, it's a sad situation. Don't forget Chad Henney. Had no Chad Henney said no, Jeff. I mean, Chad Henney flat out said, yeah, I'm good. I'm solid. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm on TV. I'm making money, and I'm not getting beat up. I mean, it's a sad situation. And I don't see an end to it. I mean, this this kid is not he's he's shot, man. He would yeah. he would be better off with a better start somewhere. And I wish him the best. But he's shot, man. I mean, the same way that what's his name of uh, Donald was seeing ghosts. God knows what he's seeing. Yep. I mean, because long he line can't of complete uh, a pass. Yeah, the Jets the Jets kill quarterbacks. They they kill yeah. quarterbacks and appreciate the call, Jeff. They kill quarterbacks, and when they get a quarterback that actually could work, it goes up in flames. Ooh. Brett Favre. Sending junk pictures and Aaron Rodgers with uh, creaky Achilles. They even had Geno Smith right in the, in the early end, and he got he got he fist got, fought in the locker room. Yeah. He got punched out, and then went to the Seahawks. And he's the comeback a player of the year in Seattle. <laughs> uh, the Jets. I'm not one to believe sports curses, um, but over the past few years, I've I've grown to believe that something's going on with that LA Clippers franchise, and I'm willing to get yeah. on board with the Jets too. I do think, though, that dysfunction is dysfunction. And it's hard to pull yourself from an umbrella of dysfunction, no matter how competent things look on the periphery. Like the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the same way. Stephen Ross, I mean, there are probably 29 other fan bases in the NFL that would love ownership like Stephen Ross's, where he just goes for it at all times. He footed a large part of the bill to make Hard Rock Stadium a world-class facility. He's brought F1, he brings soccer, he's got tennis, he's got the whole thing. He's opened up the, the checkbook anytime there's, uh, there, there's something to be had in free agency. He writes off on deals. He's trying to court Tom Brady. He's trying to pull in Sean Payton. He's getting dicey and sketchy and illegal with it. Like, Stephen Ross goes for it. But 
He's also sometimes his worst enemy and dysfunction is dysfunction, which is why it has taken the Dolphins so long to even get to this point where after three games, we're like, oh, this is fun. But we're, what, 13 years into his ownership with the Dolphins. As annoying as this is to hear, I, I think realistically the dysfunction of a franchise starts and stops with a quarterback. I mean, if you look at the Buffalo Bills, when Josh Allen came into town, right, they were down. There was nothing to look forward to. And then Josh Allen takes them now to a powerhouse in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers was going to make this Jets team good. It realistically is a quarterback and maybe an edge rusher. Everything else, there's holes in the roster you can fill that teams don't really struggle to fill. You need a quarterback to get things going. It's just simple as that. Uh, and I guess the Pagula is not exactly a Boca Raton resident, uh, shining star of ownership uh, over the years. Just bringing a stud behind center and you should be fine. Uh, who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV. 1063. Here's the problem with just put a stud behind center and it takes care of all the problems with the organization. If the organization can't develop a quarterback, then they're forced to go get old, uh, old expiring quarterback. And now the Jets have done that twice under different leadership, same ownership, and that hasn't worked out. So, and then you can't develop young quarterbacks. You're stuck. Yeah. Like that, that, you're, you're right, Stone, but it's not that simple. It, it it sucks for the NFL franchises that struggle with it. It's not that simple, but if you can't develop them, and then you're getting them in an age where they're not the same, you're just sort of, you can't, you can't survive like that. C.J. Stroud is about to have Texans fans as excited as they were when Deshaun Watson was good. Like, it's just that simple. But they're the like, Texans, oh my God, uh, C.J. Stroud's good. We're yeah, good yeah. again. Woo! The Texans, and, and the Texans have a history of being able to develop quarterbacks. They I, have done decently. I mean, they have a history as in they have two guys. I mean, do you, who, That's who, better than the, the Jets track record. I think Zach Wilson well, was just the wrong pick. Well, also, yeah. I mean, the Texans developed one quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Who was already pretty polished coming out the gate. And before that, it's not like they were strangers to the postseason. They were still... Yeah, they were hanging they around. They still had playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were decent. They were, they've always been a solidly ran uh, organization <laughs> as long as the owner doesn't uh, run his mouth about... Oh, Shad. Loving <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. So, did you say Shad? What is it? That's the Jaguars. Oh. Shad Khan. Oh, Khan, yeah, no. What no, team were you Bob talking about? The, the Texans. Texans, yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't have to go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? 888 Social media at KLV1063. Mac messages in. Biggest hell of week three. Russell Wilson yeah. with the public flogging that the Broncos suffered. Why was Russ? Why did Russ play until the bitter end? Is, is Sean Payton just trying to... Is he, is he putting him out there and crossing his fingers like, hey... If he if he's exposed enough, maybe he turns an ankle, then I can make the decision I want to make a little bit easier. Like, what is the point of that? Is he punishing Russ? None of that Sunday was Russ's fault. The point None of, of that. that you're trying to put good things on tape, right? You're trying to let him taste success, know what it feels like, and when you're watching that film, be like, okay, this is what we did well. This is what we're going to continue but, to do. Also, you don't want to start Jared Stidham. Okay, that one I get behind. If you're, it's bad news. If you have a veteran quarterback getting paid one of the biggest contracts in the league, okay, and he's won a Super Bowl, and he's played in two Super Bowls, and he's at a point in his career this late where you're doing the whole, hey, man, we just want to put something positive on film and grow from that, that's that's doomsday. That is core of earth Hades. It, it feels like also Sean Payton is really big on trying to humble Russell Wilson oh, and yeah. uh, make sure he knows the biggest ego in the room is always going to be Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton absolutely wants to make a quarterback change. Yeah, he, he does. And he, he he played him through the preseason as if he was a young quarterback that needed to earn his stripes. And then you don't have an office here anymore. Yeah. You don't have your quarterback coach here anymore. He's trying to make a point. He, yeah. wa he wants – Stop the, kissing babies. He wants this turnaround for the Broncos to be about Sean Payton and not about Russell Wilson. That thing is a tragic disaster. Sean Payton was my submission. I Sean mean. Payton. So Sean. <laughs> Sean Payton. So so for you, Sean Payton went through. He's the one who most went through hell in week three. I mean, by far. I I don't think anybody even gets near Sean Payton. You have a guy who 
Could have stayed his ass in retirement. <laughs> Who could have got just a media bag? Gone on the herd, Who on just, the herd pontificated, and called it a Tuesday. Throwing out takes, yeah, on a Tuesday. I mean, he had the best gig in the world. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He was highly touted. People respect him. And now you're questioning the legacy. Can this guy even do it anymore? Sean Payton also in the postgame presser talking about next question. Next question. I mean, he's in the hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the best way, by the way, if you're a failed NFL coach, is to get into a media role because then everybody wants you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happened to Bill Cowher. It happened to John Gruden. Rex Ryan. It happened. Tom Coughlin. Uh, well, maybe not Rex Ryan. Uh, yeah, Tom Coughlin. Call. Tom Coughlin, I feel like, was flirted with. And wasn't he doing the Fox broadcast? Was he? I don't remember. He was really something. old when he retired. No, am I tripping? Or did he just look really old? Both. Am I tripping? <laughs> I don't remember Tom Coughlin, Fox analyst. Maybe Bill Cowher you're talking about. I might be tripping, but no, I thought Tom Cowher. I thought, uh, now I'm mixing up names. Um, we but can no. check out it. Don't worry. Uh, this this whole thing, it's just a, a we're just a haphazard yeah. nonsense operation today. It's fine. Well, and and also what I will say is um, Cliff Kingsbury, who's who's out there on the outs, and Sean McVay, who's flirted with it, has got to be looking at what Sean Payton did and at least feeling like if you're gonna come back, you got to hit your yourself to the right wagon. Am I right on Tom Coughlin? Uh, I, um, get stand by. Okay, it's tough. It's tough. I, I just saw his really old face in front of me. I just honestly, I, I do not remember. Who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's a no on Tom yeah. Coughlin, right? He looks the part. But okay? who? He looks 77 years old. Yeah, he does not look the part. Who, I will put this guy on TV tomorrow. Who do you, who do you think, like, were you mistaken? Someone for Tom Coughlin? And I mean, who maybe, would that it have was, been? maybe it was Bill Cower. But no, I feel was like it was. Pat Summerall? No. All right. I'm not an idiot. I'm going to remember who it was and I'm going to bring it up. But I feel like it was Tom Coughlin. So I'm still going to refute the internet on this one. I'm 10 toes down. Uh, all right. Uh, Tom, at least we have confirmed Tom <laughs> Coughlin, not a TV sensation. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Something that Jeff in Port St. Lucie made me think about. If, if Robert Sala continues to hitch his wagon to Zach Wilson and this continues to go in the toilet for the Jets, like I thought after the Aaron Rodgers injury, for sure Robert Sala. Because Stone, you remember my whole thing in the offseason was, oh, if uh, this fails... With Aaron Rodgers, if they don't make the playoffs, Robert Sala's fired. I thought that Sala untouchable once Aaron Rodgers went down with the Achilles injury. But if he continues to to, to hitch his wagon to Zach Wilson, this is the guy, this is the guy that gives us our best chance to win, and this thing keeps uh, absolutely tanking, is he back on the in-trouble table? I think quite the opposite. I think they found themselves a scapegoat in Zach Wilson. If you're Joe Douglas... And the rest of that front office, your job, what you did was put all your marbles into Aaron so Rodgers. Joe so Douglas this is not, not their Sala fault. Are just as a duo, they're waiting it out. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We, we we thought this could happen, but we did all we could to grab a quarterback to lead this franchise, and we didn't. So they'll just throw Zach Wilson to Kansas City, like Joe said. <laughs> I, I think they've lost that. They haven't lost it yet, but they're losing that locker room, though. That locker room, that I think it's getting them. there. How That's does that have anything to do with them, though, when your quarterback is out there? Yeah, you can still blame that on Zach Wilson. You can try and blame it on Zach Wilson all you want, but guess who knew what Zach Wilson was coming into this season? And I suppose, and you're on this, the sacrificial lamb could always be Hackett. It will. I mean, you've you got running backs. So you've heck. got you've got two running backs now yelling at the running back coach. You've got one tweeting in Brees Hall four football emojis. Yeah. He only had four touches in week two. Isn't that on Nathaniel Hackett? Robert Sala ain't touching that offense. I think it really depends what the tape looks like. Like, can it be pawned off on Nathaniel Hackett, or are the plays being dialed up and the looks are there for Zach Wilson? He's just not executing. It's one or the other. Well. Uh, I mean, it's not Zach Wilson's decision, I don't think, whether or not to hand the ball off. Like He's not audibling at the line. When you set him up for third and four and he's missing open receivers, like Nathaniel Hackett's not on the hook for that. Maybe uh, Hackett's in hell. 
Hackett, I think, isn't. I mean, look at what he went through <laughs> Two last years year. of hell, Nathaniel Hackett. He can't escape hell. Oh, he does, wow. You know, he's in hell. He had the flames licking at his ass. He's got uh, Trident poking him in the backside. Yeah. The door's open. You see the bright white light. Uh, and, uh, and and he's like, oh. and there, there's a there's a, a big uh, a big right hand reaching out for him. Uh, there's a, a, a number eight on it. And all of a sudden, that door shuts, and he falls three layers of hell. And that's been Nathaniel Hackett the last two years. He somehow downgraded quarterbacks from what what was happening with the Broncos last year. I mean, somehow. it is ridiculous. Who in the NFL was put through the most hell in week three? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Who was put through hell in week three this weekend? Who was most put in hell in week three? Uh, I have a theory that the American public was put in hell. The American viewing public put through hell last night with both Monday Night Football games. The only saving grace would be if you watch those games at a Duffy's. Theo, why don't you tell the folks about it? Uh, Ken, how many points did the Dolphins have on Sunday? 70. Well, you know what? At any Duffy Sports Grill, anywhere out here in South Florida, they've got more than 80 TVs. So oh. you could divvy up all 70 of those points Man. on the each television screen, and you'll still have some left over to watch Monday night football, Thursday night football, or... Your natural Saturday night or Sunday night slate. That's how amazing Duffy's is. Man, game. you could have a TV per point. Come on. And still watch plenty of football. And still have plenty of football left over. And speaking of leftovers, you're not going to leave with any when you're at Duffy Sports Grill because those amazing award-winning burgers and wings, you're going to want to devour them all right there at your table as you also enjoy my all-time favorite, which is two-for-one drinks all day, every single day. If you're not doing it at Duffy's, you're probably not doing it right because that's the place to be if you want to be able to enjoy some great football appetizers, some great food, two-for-one drinks, and have a sight at a television screen from anywhere in the bar. Uh, If you don't have an MVP card right now, what are you doing? What are you really doing? Sign up for free today, Duffy'sMVP.com. And remember, at Duffy's, our game is always on. Uh, Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking Jets quarterback news. Adam Schefter. Jets are planning to add to their quarterback room. Trevor Simeon. Signing with the Jets. Eh. I hope Joe Namath is happy. Somebody asked Joe what he thinks. Well, he won't be happy until Wilson is moved he's in out. A, in a, in a, a, a wooden box <laughs> labeled fragile that is being brought up one of those uh, those ramps yeah. into the underbelly of a plane and he's shipped off to Kansas City. You're right. That's how I envision that happening. And why has he got to come to Kansas City? We got to back up. got to learn now behind. What if, what if Zach Wilson, the rest of Zach Wilson's career, is just getting bounced from location to location <laughs> to continue his education behind future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. What, How about, a, what a career that would be. What a sweet deal that would be. Think about the stories he'd be able to tell if he goes and spends two years yeah. in Kansas City behind Mahomes. Yeah, he's going to have the med school of NFL quarterback careers. Oh it never my. ends, and you just go from location to location. Do you At that point, does he become an analyst when he retires? Is he, does he become a coach? Like, he has to tell stories. He has to be on everybody's Instagram podcast. influencer. Yeah, something like that, Chase Daniel-esque. Like, I feel like Instagram influencer is probably the route that uh, Zach Wilson takes. It this can't be that. Male hair his, model. His comment section would just be brutal. He wouldn't make any progress on social is his media. Mom, is his mom still doing stuff, too? I have no idea. I would love to know. I've lost track of her. She, uh, she was a looker. <laughs> His mom's still around. He's a looker. It's a shame. It's starting NFL quarterback. You're like, is his mom still around? Yeah. What's his mom doing? Yeah. What's his mom doing? I know he's he ain't got much going on, but uh, she's uh she's promising. What do we think of uh, two Monday night football games? By the way, 
because uh, we've had uh, three straight weeks of uh, dose, count them two Monday night football games. And I got to say, I'm not sure I'm into it. I kind of <laughs> like the exclusivity of one Monday night football game. A couple of things off that, though. One, I need your guys' input on this because I, every weekend, am watching the Dolphins go eight bleep with the football. Mm. I mean, doing things on offense that that sends you a flame in your nether regions. Okay, a flame or that doesn't sound good. Well, I mean, that's a it sounds it, like you. No, that just means the passion is okay intense. Um. Am I am I simply just now uh, completely uh, conditioned to the Dolphins and their standard of offense when I watch other football? Because I find I found last night very boring. Yeah. That brand of football very poor. Is it just me because I'm watching such such excellence with the Dolphins' offense, or it was last night just bad football? I will tell you, and and they don't. This isn't talked about enough um, when it comes to NFL fan watching experience. Um, watching a team like this year for you, the Dolphins, and for me last year, my first year of Chiefs fandom, mm-hmm. watching the Chiefs every single Sunday. I'm getting a totally different experience than other NFL fans. Like when you're watching that Dolphins hot, high flying offense, it's like you're going to a Beyonce concert every single weekend. You're watching Beyonce perform. Weekend after week, you're, you're one of the greats. I mean, who's a great for you? I know Beyonce might not be it. Let's go. No, Beyonce is a great. All right. Or who would be your ideal artist to watch? Who, If you're a concert this weekend at the I Think Financial Amphitheater, mm-hmm. insert name here. I'm not ready for this. I mean, might as well go with Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. She is the, she is, she is the most so underappreciated random. pop diva of the last 25 years. Okay. Wow. Said okay. no one ever. All right. So I, I, what? So watching the <laughs> watching the Dolphins offense is I don't like know what that was before the what the, you couldn't what? believe it. I, I was speechless. It's like watching Mariah Carey Coffee open up for office. Kelly Clarkson uh-huh. or for Ken Lavica here. And then you have games like these primetime games or these regular one off games. I don't care if it's the Vikings or the Bears or whoever. And it's literally a different brand. Like it's different watching Mahomes go through a football drive and then having to watch Zach Wilson do the same yeah. thing. Uh, last night I just found it to be boring i the you're spoiled the well but the Bengals aren't the Bengals anymore like something's going on there and i don't know if it's burrow's leg i don't know they look a little bit broken that that bucks eagles game the eagles were so dominant the bucks were so bad that that was sleep inducing mm. that was bad i bad, I, I bad think, stuff i i think it's not fair that we're doing this after last night's two games right okay. cuz you had five okay. field goals straight in the yeah. cincinnati so just, la game they were just bad games we can admit they were just bad games yeah and then you had two run heavy teams one of the teams okay. including a quarterback in baker mayfield like we just didn't get the best product okay. i'm a fan of both of these games okay. on, on monday night but that brings it, me to my it, next the nfl's point. a drug i mean it's just people just no, shooting up it. with you it just, do it you need you need a hit of it yeah. I, I totally get that it's not like i didn't watch i just wasn't overly entertained i find i found myself longing for more um but I, I thought that maybe it was just me coming off of the high yeah. that incredible high of 70 that the Dolphins put up now here's my next question off of that and why I asked you about the two games on Monday Night Football as a lot of you know and if you don't know I'm about to tell you uh this is year number one for me frugal Ken Levicka dishing out the cash to go not only Red Zone Network but also Sunday Ticket okay so, so what I'm um, trying to to grow into is someone who can put up four games at the same time, six games at the same time, eight games at the same time. And I got to be honest, I'm having problems with it, and I don't love it. I don't know what to pay attention to. I don't know what game to to have the audio on. How often should I be looking at Red Zone? I forget. Which window is the red zone when I have all the other games going? I don't, I don't like it. I, I don't, and even the two games, I'm having trouble. Like, what do I look at? What, what do I look at? What yeah. am I doing here? There's something satisfying about the singular game and then having red zone on the, on the phone. But yes. I don't know if I can do an octo box or even a quad box. That is the best take I think I've heard you say in the past two years. Okay, it's very, very difficult. It, it's The quad box is as marketable as it is and as fun of an idea as it is. 
trying to watch four different games at once, especially if three are going on at the same time, is impossible. Of doing that, and you're also now you're just waiting for the action to happen, and then your eyes shift. It's like being at a bar with all the TVs, which again I would still recommend Duffy's. Have a good time, uh, eighty TVs. Amen. But it you're you're not able to lock in and actually enjoy and soak in that football experience. You're right about that, Ken. That's a smart point. Red zone on one tablet, uh-huh. where you're getting all the big plays and the highlights, yeah. and maybe keeping up with fantasy, and then whatever. One game on the TV, exactly. And yeah. then you turn the audio up for red zone while your game's on commercial. And then you turn the audio off a of red zone when your game comes back. It's it's a perfect formula uh, for watching football. Let's let let's ask the uh, the consumer public here. How many games? How many NFL games do you watch at one time? How many NFL games do you watch at one time? Because I'm struggling to do more than one. I've got a red zone on one tablet, and I've got football on another uh, TV apparatus. How many NFL games? Are you capable of consuming at one time? Because Theo and I, it's probably one and done. Uh, Stone, I'm sure you can do eight. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Give me 12 I don't if understand. it comes to that. I don't understand how you do that. But you're not really watching those games. Yeah, you're just like zoned out looking at, at moving pictures. First of all, don't disrespect me in regards to me not watching those games. So what I do is here you set the notifications on your ESPN app or your Yahoo Sports app. You set it to... Notify me when they get in the red zone. Now I know that's what NFL red zone does. That's the whole I point get of that. that. I get that. But oftentimes, you know, they're showing you certain downs. But if a team's in the red zone, that's the team that I'm going to turn on to the television, and then I'll leave the red zone on the other one. So oftentimes, you get the same game that going. Is, oh my god! But I like to watch the drive when the team's on the twenty because obviously on red zone they're bouncing to the Bengals, back to here, back to there. Let's go to the Eagles. Let's go back to the Bears. But I'm watching a team try to drive well, and Bears. score. That's a bad example. They're not in the 20. <laughs> they will, they're they're, not, they're the not in this hypothetical. They're between the 20s. I, 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 I don't struggle to watch all of these games. That I like sounds, the, the, the voice of Scott Hansen. I can get into Scott, everything. I got to be honest. That's way too involved for me, though. Yeah. Like To have the remote in your hand at all times, uh, notifications on your phone, I would freak out. Listen, I would have a breakdown. What this is for you, and we got to get to a break, what this is for you is you're Mr. Twitter Fingers, right? So you at least got to... I need to you, react. I want you, people to know what I'm thinking yeah, in real yeah. time. You have to fire off your Sunday 75 tweets. Mm-hmm. That's minimum. So you're Which like... Which increases the tequila consumption increases. Uh, right, so... There's a correlation. Your problem is you're ready to fire off a take, uh-huh. and then the game switches on you, and you're like, damn it, now I don't even know if he's actually hurt. Go back. And you're like, okay, drafts, put that in your drafts. And then you're lining up the next take. How about this Dolphins? So it's just too much for you at one point. How many how many NFL games do you consume at one time and what's your process? I'm curious about this now because I, I really don't think I can do more than one game in Red Zone Network. I'm trying. I'm really trying, but it's sensory overload. How many NFL games can you watch at one time or do you watch at one time? And what the hell is your process? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. Maybe I could get some guidance here because even two last night was difficult for me. He's Theodore, CWP TV, News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. By the way, how about that wrecking ball known as FAU's finest Trey Hendrickson last night? He was, he was the true glowing example of football acuity last night. Pass rusher for the Bengals. Called all that man's college games. He's the finest defensive player that's ever played at Florida Atlantic, period. Not even a question. Nice. And he makes big money for a reason. He took over that game. Inside stunt, Ray Hendrickson, in, in Matt Stafford's face. Back up left tackle, bam, right around him. Footwork, handwork, impeccable. Down goes Stafford. Great stuff from Trey Hendrickson. Two games last night. I, I Even side to side, I was having trouble. Side by side, just two games having trouble paying attention to both at the same time. Some of you freaks go eight. An octobox. Uh. Eight of them. How is that even possible? Stone has this system where he's, he, he has a text message that is sent to him every time a team gets into the red zone. Yep. So then he'll switch to that game and it'll switch around. And uh, he's, he's doing this for seven, eight hours in a row. Theo's like me. It's it's sensory overload. Like yeah. I like one game that I'm watching, and then red zone. 
Uh, I just the flipping around, and then if you've got eight games up at one time, two games, three games, four games up at one time, like what do you focus on? How many NFL games do you watch at one time, and what the hell is your system? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Danny in West Palm, what does your NFL viewing look like? Yeah, so I got the uh, the Sunday ticket, and like last year with DirecTV, you could only log in one account, but this year they got the YouTube, so you could literally log in as, I think, six accounts, so... I have my family, my friends bring over TVs, and I have a game on every single TV. Wow. So I run like seven games, a game on one TV. I don't do split screen. Each okay. game gets a TV, and I just have all my friends over. We so, have so Danny, what you're telling me is that NFL Sundays for you are BYO TV. It is. I have my mom bring over TV, my Seahawks fan bring over TV, Jack fan bring over TV, and I supply the Sunday ticket. I plug their game on. They bring the beer, they bring the food, they bring whatever, and I just you know kick back and we watch every single game. Danny, I'm Sunday. both I'm both impressed and horrified yeah. uh, by I, that. I have more questions. Like, where do you fit all these? T- what room do you have I've, where you can set up seven TVs? I mean, I've never heard of BYO TV before. Every weekend, uh, John in Palm Beach Gardens. What's up, John? Yeah, well, I actually split it. I, I do have red zone, but the 1 o'clock games, there's way too many going on. And the Dolphins were scoring, scoring so much, I just stayed with the Dolphins. Yep. Even the red zone couldn't stay, keep up with how much the Dolphins were scoring. Now, with college, I usually have three or four on at the same time. Because college, for the running clock, is a lot easier to watch multiple games than the NFL. My goodness. I mean, the amount of the amount of of what you people are able to consume at one time. Is this the ADHD problem I have where I just can't figure this out? Do I need Ritalin to watch football? Probably. I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. I, I might need a Ritalin prescription. And who can write me a black market Ritalin prescription? 888-760-3776. Just don't have the authorities listen to that. And the Swifties <laughs> thought that they were going to come in here and show us how popular Taylor was and take our attention away from football. Football is king. I mean, it's BYOTV at somebody's crib. That's BYOTV. just BYOTV. He's not alone. Danny's not alone. People do this. I mean, we used what? to do it in the, the Fortnite days, the Call of Duty. Like this, yeah. But this that's is in a, a normal college thing. Door. That's not having people come from afar and and come to one residential location, TV in tow, yeah. TV in one arm, beers in the other. I've never heard of that. You have a $150 parlay with the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you need to watch your Seahawks. I have so many questions, though, too, because, like, how big are these TVs? How are you preparing the stands for each TV? Are we hanging TVs? On the like- floor. It's just a bunch of TVs on the floor, grown adults. All right, so what sitting level are you at? Because if you're sitting on a big couch looking on the floor, you're straining your back. Now I got to check out your L5 and your L6, make sure you don't got any uh, knots in your, in your spine. As long Enough as alcohol you have and duffies, the, yeah. you're okay. <laughs> duffies and alcohol, it's, all, it, it's fine. You'll deal with the pain yeah. later. Uh, we're going to weigh in with uh, the smartest man we know, Steve Polizino. Is this a sound way to watch the NFL? BYO TV and a variety of other things we need his expertise on. We do it every week. It's Ask Steve, the biggest brain we know, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer and more, Steve Pollitt Sr. That comes up next. He is Theodore CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.